Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Anderson, the jerk from Clerks. You're listening to the Three Nose Podcast. I want to punch them right in their nose. Okay, okay, okay. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. They can't there hear is a word no plan. on there. No safety net. Yeah, baby. Yeah. The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Oh, I almost hey, missed. Hey, you're, you're 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 back in the saddle. I am. It's been a while since you had one of those beverages on the show. Last week. Hmm. <laughs> That's right. You were in. You were into the cinema, cinema Six bundle last week, weren't you? Right. That's right. Sorry, I forgot. About right. that. You had a stretch there where you were. Who the fuck are you? I don't know. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And this is the Three Nose Podcast. Did I say that already? No. No. Okay. Well, no. welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. Um, the most disorganized and, you know, I don't know what you call it, chaotic mess. That works. All right. That um, works. <clears throat> so. 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 What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Hey, let's talk. Let's talk about that game last night. Okay. Because um, uh, what game? Vampire Dark Ages. Yeah. Uh, tabletop uh, RPG. Tabletop RPG classic system with uh, a relatively <coughs> inexperienced DM with, uh, in Brent. Dude, all he is doing is sitting there and watching TV. That's true. That's true. We're making it pretty easy on him. Yeah. They said like, but uh, that, that is kind of the flavor of the White Wolf system, though. It kind of leans to that. Yeah, it does. Sort of, kind of. The mechanics of it are not aren't as uh, clear cut quite as, as like D and D does. And that was by design when that when the World of Darkness system first came out mm. way back in the day. That was uh, well, I came into it in the nineties. Yeah. By then, I it might have originally started in the late eighties. No, I don't think. Something. So. I don't think it was quite that old. Oh, well, yeah, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense, because I think I first fell into it in around 96. World? 95, 96. And by that point, we were playing Vampire Revised Edition. Yeah. So I'm not, so when, I'm not sure when the first edition came out. Working on that right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're playing this Dark Age game. First off, just, you know, hallelujah that Brent has gotten... His anxieties, his, his panic attacks. That is a huge, huge, huge step in the right direction. Yes. So that yeah, he, no. he's managed to uh, get that under control. That's one of the, the, I think, one of the best things I like about him, this game is the fact that he's running it and he's under control. Yes. So, yeah. Um, what the fuck is that? But, yeah, we are making it easy on him with, with a lot of the role playing, just doing the lifting for him. Yeah. But it's working. Yeah. Like the story the story's progressing well. It is. And uh and um and logically. It is coming out logically. Um the to to, to jump ahead a little bit, the uh, the distraction plan that I came up with seemed to work rather well. Yeah, okay. So and now there's the thing, yeah. Again, we were reminded of it last night. We made a group. We have four players. Yeah. And not by design, by sheer coincidence, yeah. we have created the A-Team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, World of Darkness. Yep. Uh, da, 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 1991. 91. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's when, that's when Vampire the Masquerade 
first dropped? First dropped. Okay. Yeah, I discovered it. I want to think. I want to say it was 95, 96, right around there. Yeah. It says somewhere along that line, I ran into Rob Bellamy, mm. and that's where I started to play that game outside of your group. Yes. So, you, you, were, you weren't in our group a whole lot. No. No. Because I remember um, Magoon bringing me over to his place over by the courthouse way back in the day to play uh, Rollmaster. By the courthouse? Down by uh, Kingston Park? No. Um, not Kingston Park. Tecumseh Park. Tecumseh Park. Okay. That was before my time. Yeah? Magoon. I, I came in when Magoon was living... On on merit on merit oh the the three story yes on merit yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. where I first came in yeah because somehow some way I got into that group from the comic book shop yeah and and Sean Sean was I think just working at Olson's he was kind of running it when Mister Olson would go off on his missionary missions yes yes yeah because I think who was in there Harmsworth. Donnie? Dave Peach was Peach? there because yeah. Peach brought me in. I don't know if Donnie was there just yet. He might have been because it might have been Peach and Donnie that brought me in. But I know yeah. Peach was there for sure. But Peach kind of fell out of that group a short time yeah. later. I rem- all I remember about that gaming session is I went in there. I made made my character. I got possessed. I killed half the party. They killed me instantly, and I sat and read um, the uh, the Faust. Ah. comic books for the rest of the <laughs> night so it was that was a, a, my introduction to that game and crew uh, so well it was a good time good, I, I, good times i got put in a topor had a chicken stuffed on my face and got called a cocksucker after that for the rest of the day so well, that was my first session with him that sounds like magoon <laughs> yeah and it was him who did it too yeah well great Good times. So, yeah. So we made the A-team where your character is the planner. It, okay. All that. It, it, again, it's all coincidental. Yeah. Co- completely all coincidental. coincidental. And it's 13th century, 14th century Paris? 13th century. 13th century yeah. Paris. <laughs> you of got, all the places. You're the planner, Hannibal. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm face. face man. I am totally face. Yeah, Carter's. B.A. That for sure. He's big muscle. Yep. And, and well, Carney. The Mulcahyvian. Yeah, he's yeah, nuts. That's yeah, Murdoch. He's, Carney, this is the first time Carney's played White this Wolf. system, yeah. White Wolf system, and he decided to go into the deep end of the pool and play huh. Mulcahyvian. <laughs> and not only did he, like, Mulcahyvian in the gaming system are driven insane when they are created yes. as vampires. Mm-hmm. So they start out. With in, some sort of derangement. Right. And Carney, <laughs> bless him, uh, goes, hey, multiple personality sounds cool. I've n- never actually tried to do it. No, because it's so daunting to try and do. Yes. He has four uh-huh. complete and separate we have no idea character either. sheets Yeah, for for his, his character. And... You don't know who you're going to get because he swaps characters. I don't know what his criteria is for swapping. Nope. It seems to happen pretty quickly, too. Right. And like I said, you know, Carney goes method on this. Yes. Because you can can be sitting there watching him in real life. 
and he will be doing like ticks and twitches and stuff yes. like that. Yep. And then all of a sudden he'll slide into a personality. Yep. And we're just like, who we got right now? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's it is. It's very interesting to watch. I've never seen a player go that no, deep. The only, especially one who's as inexperienced as Carmen. Right, right. Um, the only time I've ever seen anybody go kind of that deep is when we did the live action RPG. I never did. And you'll you'll have to ask Bellamy about that because I've heard some stories. Yeah, because we ended up on the, the roof of his house <laughs> and his his wife at the time yelled at us for getting get off the roof. <laughs> okay. And said there were there was almost a uh, an interaction with some people that were walking down the street. Civilians had no idea what's going on, and uh, somebody bumped into them by mistake, thinking they were part of the action. Uh, yeah, and then we just it took it took a couple minutes to sort everything out, and we're just like, oh no, this could have been really bad. So uh, you see flashing lights, yeah, yeah, but you know. It happens. We, yeah. We're not that deep. No. No. We're, we we're could. Just, we're just talking. We could, yeah. Yeah, we're just we're just doing the, 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 the talky stuff. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the fact that I 13th century vampire and he's a brand new vampire. I'm, I'm, I've only been a vampire for like 15 years, maybe. Yep. Brand new to this. I don't like being a vampire. I hate that I'm a vampire, but... I, I it's this is my lot like mm-hmm. this is what I I've accepted it but I refuse to accept my being I'm I'm still human damn it that's how I'm playing the character well we spent like not this session but the <laughs> session the session before a great deal of time yeah talking to you about your attitude and like if you don't accept certain things aspects of your nature of who you are now you're going to get us killed and you killed and you're just like oh no i don't believe you and we're like it doesn't matter if you fucking believe it or not it's true hey um, i i understand that i will probably be running right into a brick wall at some point yeah i fully understand that but until then i'm riding this roller coaster man i like the, the path i'm on mm-hmm. i ha- i know i have I have thoughts of where I want to go well, with it. I, I understand your character. I understand where you as a player are going with that character. It just doesn't jive with you guys very well. And I'm just like, um, as as my character interacts with yours, it's just like, I need to keep my fucking foot on this guy's neck or he's going to go crazy and he's going to cause a lot of problems. So, um, But, yeah, 13th century. How's it going, Tim? Basically, a 13th century bard. That's essentially what I am. I, yeah, I'm a bard. I see you as like Chaucer. I think that one that's kind, kind of, of the, that's around. kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. Yep. Um, I and thanks to this this quest that we're on this mission to yep. stop this cult, we've been given these amulets that allow show our our aura as human. So anyone who can see that kind of thing, we pass as human. Yep. Nice. For now. For now. Yeah, because I'm fairly certain we're going to give that shit back. Oh, I'm sure, but it at least helped with me being the, stra- the distraction. Yeah, yeah, that worked. Did my my acting, which I am a specialty in. I geared myself up. I 
dirt, dirted myself up, <laughs> cut myself a little got, bit. You got all method on got it. Got right into it. Went charging right up to a group of Templars. Knights Templar. Knights Templar, who, you know, instantly want to kill my kind. <laughs> they had no idea I was a vampire, and I led them to a slaughter. Well, they, well they, they, they took out a good number. Eight of them went in. Two of them came out. Right. And I think I only saw four or five things come out behind them. Two of them happen to be uh, incubus demons, yes. succubus demons. They may be, yeah, they're higher ranking, right. yes. But still, uh, some damage was done. Yeah, we don't know exactly what went on in that cave after, after we <laughs> there, bailed. There was a whole lot of noise. Yeah, well, as it was described to us, or to you. Yep, screams. Um, as the Knights Templar entered towards the the the... The mouth of the cave that where these cultists were at, they draw their swords, and the swords are glowing. Yeah, that's and, called true faith. And we're just like going the other way. Yep, going the other <laughs> way for sure. And we're just like that's gonna be bad news altogether. I was just sitting outside the cave, hearing screams and holy holy rec- recitations, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I did that. <laughs> yep. I I found the attack dogs and pointed them in the right direction, and they didn't even know that I was one of yep. the ones they want to kill. And I always pointing at attack dogs while me and Carter <laughs> were trying to. That zombie's curse, man. They, that's that's a nice ability handy. for you. I yep. said the um, <clears throat> what was your pursuit? That's for sure. Yeah the uh, um, the old switcheroo uh, was in full effect. Yep, and as far as we can tell. It went off without a hitch. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, should find out next session if we were successful in right in turning things around. Right. So, yeah, as we enter the room, that the the MacGuffin that we had to get, it was being protected by two demon hounds, and which, like, which you guys have seen before. I hadn't, but I wasn't in the room. I'm I was outside the cave, right. so I didn't see any right. of this. So, like I said. The the zombies curse discipline that I have my off uh, the temporis mm-hmm. comes in handy. Yeah, yeah. Like I said it it worked wonders. The only ability that's similar to that um, that I've heard of, but it's I want to say a Sam D ability okay. is friction curse, where when you slap it on somebody for every movement they make, mm-hmm. they take damage. It's like the kinetic energy oh. just burns them. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, because we uh, we managed to pull that off on a raging werewolf. Nice. He never got to us because he burnt to a crisp before he could. That's a handy one to have. Yeah. Well, like you said, the in the game session, while you and Carter were carousing the one night, <laughs> I was reading a book. I read the book that we stole from the cultists. Yeah. And it... <laughs> It ended up laying out everything. It gave Encyclopedia me, Demonica. For all intents and purposes, yes. Because all the all the rituals, all their powers, all the the, the descriptions of, of different demons, um how to um make a pact with a demon and the investiture of power that the demon is going to give you all depends on what you give the demon and what you can get out of it. I'm reading this in in character. Brent Brent is handing me different um, 
book, books. Book like different read, source. Read this books. page. Now read, read this page. Yeah, here, here's a couple pages you need to read. And I'm reading this. I'm going like, this is not right at all. <laughs> because like they ended up getting um, like dark dark thaumaturgy was a was a path. Yep. And I'm just like, this is a terrible thing to have. And I'm glad I have it in my library now. <laughs> so. Yeah, you have, essentially have a version of like the Dark Hold in Marvel. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, who knows what it's going to do to you in the end? Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. Ride that roller coaster, bitch. That's right. They said there's no sense putting. That's what these games are all about. Right. They said it's discovery and it gives Brent options. Exactly. And That's why I like to embrace that kind of thing. Yep. Give like, the GM options. If they don't want to use it, they can, they can cut it off. It's right. It's not that hard. And. If you guys didn't notice, I still kept the original book. Yeah, I know. We haven't handed it to anyone No, yet. no, we haven't. No. And I'm kind of reticent if I want to do that. I was already thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was already thinking the same thing. Because I don't know. Well, okay. I got two things working against me on that one. The Prince and right. the, the Lady of the Woods. Right. My thought is it'd be better with the Lady of the Woods. Yeah, because if the prince gets a hold of it... You then, don't know what he could do, right. but also, they know where to find the prince. True. You know, True. so they may think, go to the prince first. Right, and you know, it, and if they do go to the lady in the woods... She's a she's, little bit better prepared for defense. Right, she has better defenses, like, well, she's got three treants as... Three treants, and Jenny. And Jenny, so... Jenny, who hunts werewolves for fun. Right, <laughs> Skinned them too, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> just, just for making a snide comment, I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't anything. No, wasn't anything big. No, she's got a short fuse. Yeah, short fuse. Yeah, you can say that. So, um, getting out of the 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 cave, Carter and I had already scoped out a uh, a, a rear entrance. We knew we knew where the rear entrance came out outside. You right. didn't know where to find it inside, right? So but we you, did end up finding it. You just used the logic of, well, all the noise is coming from that way. Let's First, go, go that the way. other way. Yep, <laughs> away from that. Um, come to find out, there was a gigantic stone blocking. And we're just like, well, this isn't on the map. And Carter's twice your size. Yep. But it was my my strength of two yep. that saved the day on that one. Yep, it was. Just as the dogs were getting close, too. Well, they weren't getting that close. They were they were getting the story sounds better if they were getting close close ish you know like movie as the stone rolls back into place to snap you know right there no but it would have like snap oh that's true yeah they were both that one like I said when I hit my my zombies curse on them the one guy with the one demon hound uh everything movement everything slowed for an hour. Mm-hmm. Then I really unloaded on the second guy. He's stuck for 24 hours. 24 hours a day of being very slow. <laughs> and that that kind of tips our hand to... A uh, little bit. A little bit. What's going on. When the, uh, the, the, the owner of those dogs <laughs> finds yeah. them and says, what's wrong, boy? Yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah, bad times because somebody's going to be really... What'd you do to my up? dog? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, shit. Look out. Demon John Wick is coming. Oh, shit. I never thought of that. Multi- oh, well. Multiverse theory. Constantine is yeah. John Wick. Yeah. Therefore, it's you got 
Constantine Wick coming after you. Oh, it just keeps getting better. He's got a, the, he's got a, a badass pistol in one hand and he's slinging spells with the other. <laughs> I gotta watch Constantine again. There, we are supposed to be well. Okay, strike aside. We are supposed to be finally getting a sequel with the original director and, of course, Keanu. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, strike aside that you yeah. don't know how long that's going to last. Exactly. So uh, I've got. I'm going to definitely be uh, checking out. I wanted to hear Gavin's thoughts. Uh, they were doing a special episode of Madhouse today with Gavin Michael Booth to talk about the yeah. strike in details. Did they record it? Yes. Okay. I, it, well, they do the live stream, and that gets recorded. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I was flipping through Facebook, and I saw like a second of it. There was Rob and Gavin and one other guy on screen, and I didn't yeah. know who that was. I don't know. I don't know if James was available either. So No, it wasn't right. James. Okay. Yeah, so so it, it might have been somebody that Gavin knew. Probably. So, um but he's, he was throwing out some interesting questions on on Twitter and stuff. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm interested in hearing his take on this as well. And like I told you guys last night about my contract through the uniform, through the automotive industry, mm-hmm. we have language in our contract. Um, if, if we are be deemed obsolete due to technology improvements, we get bought out. Okay. So you're looking at, AI and stuff like this, that might be a, a similar thing. I can see that maybe with the writing. Yeah. But I can't see possible with, with acting. No. tech. Uh, I can't see with acting because, they, you know, they're, they're strictly looking at one one off for the for your likeness and that's it. Right. So, but you also, the, the world of deep fakes is. Uh, that's true. But getting but so much that, better. That's where you're into the legalities. You don't right. have the rights to my likeness. So it all depends on the contract that you sign. That's true. But if, if, if right now, yeah. you know, a lot of celebrities they own their likeness, so yes. you know yeah. you, you can't do that. As long as they hold on to that, they AI can't do anything with it. That's true. That's true. And that's what that's the biggest fight. But and that's what the studios want to take up. The studios want to right. take that away. But there's nothing stopping the studios from changing uh, an actor's look just enough. Like, you you might not get Keanu Reeves, but you might get his... <laughs> they start using the stunt doubles. And his just... stunt double. Like, as long as he looks close to, you could probably get away with. Keona. Keona. Yeah, the, uh, the, <laughs> the the Mexican knockoff version of uh, Keanu. <laughs> Keanu Ito. So, there we go. Yeah, no, it, it's, they're going, there's going to be, this is a gigantic can of worms. Yes, it is. Um, big Hollywood, that might be the big problem. Mm-hmm. Indie guys, though, this might be the, the where you see people shine. Yep. Yes, but like if you get there's like, only so much you can do without busting the strike, like going against going right, against right. Dollar values. I was surprised when Kev said that his movie has been delayed because remember he was the saying that movie. Yeah, yeah. the four thirty movie was supposed to start in August, and he thought he he was had implied at that point because their budget was only like three million yeah. that they'd still be able to get to go whether they stroke strike were striking or not. Right. Right. Oh, was that was just under the writer strike? Was that, that was just under the writer? Oh, okay, strike. so yeah, the actor strike. Yeah, he okay. had like for the four thirty movie was done. 
like yeah. for the, the writing aspect of it. Right. That's why they were going to be able to film. Right. But know, when because... when SAG Actra went walked, yeah, that changes everything. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm. There's two different strikes, and my brain was still not registering that. Yeah. Thinking what Kevin had said. But yeah. like you okay. said, the writer strike went out, and then real recently, the actors. Well, it hit Friday morning, I think. Something like that. Yeah. The, but the writers have been out for a while. The writers have been out for three months now. Yeah. Roughly. So, um, and, you know, some executives from Hollywood are quoted as saying that they were just going to wait the writer strike out until they starve and lose their homes. Yeah, Ron Perlman had something to say about they, that one on yeah, his... Uh, that's a direct quote that hit the news. Like, yeah. That hit the media. Yeah, Ron um, Perlman fired... As, as, as curmudgeonly as Ron Perlman is normally, mm-hmm. this one played rather well. Yeah. So I was... I was surprised, but I, I, not that I shouldn't be, but it's just that, that Fran Drescher is the president of the SAG After Union. I did not realize that until I saw some of the, the news clips. I was like, oh, Fran Drescher is the See, president? What you don't know about these people, right? Because right. I, I heard her speech that, um, the, that, that morning. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay. She knows she knows her stuff. Like she's well, yeah, she's what like not at all like the character she plays on TV. We just don't see that. No. You know? We haven't no. seen enough of that. Well, that's yeah, play acting. That's Hollywood versus a president of a massive organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's Hollywood. <laughs> well, that's everything. That's any union. Your union presidents are are supposed to be very intelligent when it comes to knowledge of the the uh, the contract. Th- that's not exactly what I was going for. Yes, I I understand that. Yeah. It's just. Compared to how she was always seen, at least what I saw of her, she was not not quite as flighty and, you know... Because again, it's not real. I know, but I'm not even saying just the nanny, just what I saw her in yeah. interviews and stuff. Well, because she was channeling... Probably, yes. ...that character. It's just un, 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 unexpected for me. Like just, I did not expect that from Fran Drescher. That's just okay. it's a surprise. Okay, it's All a pleasant right. surprise. Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. All yes. Right. Like, All right. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. You know, we'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Tim's still on. Tim's still on. Yeah. Okay. Hey. What? Uh, hold on. Tim what? wants to know what game we were playing. Uh, Tim, we were playing uh, Vampire Dark Ages. Yeah. So part of the White Wolf system. Yep. Uh, 13th century vampires in 13th century Paris. Mm-hmm. Full of uh, 13th century shenanigans, shenanigans and perils and <laughs> demons and cultists. Yep. Now well, all the regular stuff. So I like to sing and dance. You like to sing and dance? <laughs> That's what so. I do. All right. Yep. Uh, so hey, I made that role for that that poem for the for the Lady of the Woods. That's true. <laughs> I rolled nine successes. I wrote a masterpiece. Between, well, what we are specialized, each person who, their specialization, when we roll, they tend to be massive successes. Uh, I roll eight dice for acting. I roll eight dice for anything music. So those are my specialties. Performing yeah. is my specialty. Yeah. I have, I think I have like... Seven dice, seven dice when it's occult based, and now if I have if the the occult role that goes with along with demon related stuff, 
I get a discount of a minus one on the difficulty because of the book that I read. Oh, shit. So Brent, <laughs> Brent called it Infernal Wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me, I go from a, a, a standard six to a five. Well, you have that book in your possession. You basically have a connection yeah. to the occult world, yeah, to the other world. Well, it's not even if it, I have it in my possession because I read it <laughs> and... It, I, it, it affected you. It affected me in a big way. So <laughs> <laughs> the uh, no, the game I like. It way wasn't the even written by uh, 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 who wrote the Notebook. Spark Nicholas Sparks, and it affected you that much. I have no idea who you're talking about. You've heard, you know of the Notebook. I am. You're vaguely from, aware of the notebook. You're not vaguely aware. Come on now. Max has made you watch that a dozen times by uh, now. You don't know my wife. <laughs> she hates that shit. Really? Yes. <laughs> Crystal doesn't really. Like, the notebook's not on your list, right? Nah, no. No, actually, I know her list because I've made her a list. I've made her a playlist of, of her movies. Most of them are Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she likes what she likes. Well, you know, Moana. And, oh, and uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Oh, Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. Wedding Singer. Uh, bl- blended. She really goes for blended. Really? Yeah. I know that one was not as well received, but it's got oh. its charms. All right. All it's right. got its charms. I'm. Who am I to rain on somebody's parade? Wait, who am I? We all don't have to like the same. <laughs> She's shaking a chocolate bar at me like. Well, we, we all don't have to like the same things. That's no. what it comes down to. Even though, you know, some people on Twitter can't handle that. Are you going there? Are you nah, going there? there's no there's no worse but I got into, I got into a, a very very small troll argument on Twitter <laughs> because I did not like a really bad like a unnecessarily ugly looking move. Well, the the Tiger Driver 91 I, I don't even think it was that move. It might have been. No, no, it was something that just looked uglier. Okay. And I said, and my my response was, "That's a note for me, dog." Oh, and that was enough to that was enough somebody? to set off some rando. <laughs> I have no clue who they are, but they 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 believe they're a comedian. I don't even know their name, and I'm not. I wouldn't even want to share it. Okay. But yeah, they flame me saying like, "Who am I? I don't know shit. What do I? What I know what I like, and I don't like watching that." I I like a lot of the wrestling I see in AEW, but they have a tendency to go too far. At least they did until Thursday of this week. Get up there! Come on up! Come on. Uh, uh, told you have. Did you have the lead shot for supper or something? <laughs> She's got a full belly. Oh yeah, full belly. You know what it's like when you get a full belly. You know, uh, meat sweats and just about, just about. Oh, speaking of full belly and meat sweats. <laughs> Full belly meat sweats is my Today, in high school. Nice. <laughs> I said this morning, I woke up, I was like, oh, hungry. So I went to the fridge, and there is a piece of Polish sausage in the fridge, a couple okay. inches long. Okay. So I scored the top of it, uh-huh. and I sprinkled seasoning salt all over it. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I, I got to introduce you to a friend of mine. And then, and then like, I opened up the, the, the scores, and I put seasoning salt in there. You, you just and keep then talking. I, then I then I took that summer sausage and then I put it on my barbecue, on indirect heat, on low and slow heat, and it was James Taylor's on. How's it going, James? Um, I put it on there for about two hours, I think, on very low heat for a very. Oh, you got rubs? 
But yeah, so like two hours later, I cut in. I just before I was taking it off, I put um, Diana uh, honey garlic barbecue sauce on it. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. So brush that on. I leave that for another like a half hour just to just to percolate a little bit, caramelize everything. So I finally I took it off. And I knew it was good because the dog instantly ran over. <laughs> and I said, I will fucking end you right where you stand, you furry fuck, if you touch this back beast. Yeah. He said, you are not the biggest animal in this house. <clears throat> so I sliced this up. Like, I, like I scored having it. having to wrestle it. Oh, I would fucking end that dog if you tried to eat that. So what I did, like I scored it like three quarters of the way through. Mm-hmm. So it just like it opened all the it, way up. Yeah, so it, yeah, it takes away the curve. Yeah, and like each piece, each individual piece was like perfectly cooked. Mm-hmm. Like I offset cook it. I didn't put it over the heat. Okay. I kind of the 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 recipe that I saw was in a smoker. Okay. I don't have a smoker. No. So I I made do with what I had. So I did offset heat with this, and when I when I sliced into it, it was like perfect. And I was like, "Oh, nom 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 nom." That's kind of how I like the uh, the cheddar cheddar smoke sausages, the ones that have yeah. like chunks of cheddar in them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what do you got? This is something Crystal found on TikTok, and we, it's only available in the states. It's not available in Canada. Danny O's. Danos. Danos. Danos seasoning, low sodium. And take a take a take a whiff or taste of that. Oh my! Yeah, it's a little different from anything else that you you've probably found. And I we, I put it on everything, everything. And they have that's the regular. This is the spicy. They have like three other flavors, but these are the only ones that we've been able to find so far. But Crystal mentioned to a coworker, and twice she's gone over and brought us back more. So we've got a nice. couple jars of them. So this is the spicy. This is the spicy, and like, yeah, it's it's good, and it's not like any other seasoning blend that I brought come across. It's almost oh. a little more on the savory side versus like you know tangy, peppery, or yep. and whatnot. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's nice. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, Dano. Dano's available Dano. at Walmart, Walmart, Kroger, like all those places over Sponsorship. in the States. Not, not adverse to it. Ah, uh, hey? Yeah, Chris, there, Crystal uh, has a couple of different people on TikTok that oh, go that's... go by that, swear by that stuff. So Ooh, That's some nice back end. Yeah. Back yeah, of the, I know. Oh, that's nice. I like uh, that. Mm-hmm. I, I dump, I, when I make like just like a bologna sandwich or something. Throw some mayo, and I throw some of that in there. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good yeah. idea. Not sponsored, but hey, we're rolling. Hey, Daniel. Daniels. So where were we? What were we talking about? Talking about meat sweats. You're, uh, you're, 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 you're talking sausage. about your Twitter brawl. My Twitter brawl, yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently I'm not allowed to not like watching guys die. Um, well, it's, see, that's your problem right there. Yeah. You voiced an opinion about something that you... Uh, Yes, that is that. That was the first problem. Um, I I like a lot of the wrestling that I see. Yeah, but it's the unnecessary risks. Like they go too far too fast. Yeah, you know, like they they, they especially like the elite and whatnot. They tend to do long. They like to do long form stories. They're not averse to a two year story. You know, sometimes True. right. 
True. Now, yeah, they dip in and out of that story, but they, they continue running it. But every every time they have a match, the bar is already so high with the crazy shit they've done. Yep. And it, it it's it's becoming a retu- uh, diminishing returns at this point. Well, because okay. they are, de- it looks like they're killing themselves, and they're they are getting hurt. Yeah, they and, are getting hurt. They're shortening their own careers. This is something that has been talked about ad nauseum. Will Osprey of all the people? Mm-hmm. Took that to heart because everybody's talking about when Will Ospreay in his younger career was they're like, dude, you're going to cripple yourself. You're going to have zero quality of life down the road. And he actually listened and he changed his wrestling style. I want to say it was, I don't know if it was him versus Cody or him versus Abushi. They did some sort of stupid spot off the apron and the way he landed just looked horrible yeah it could have been either one of them uh, but like i just i get uncomfortable watching it right because it's you're you're watching somebody yes they're trained yes they know how to fall properly but accidents happen i've seen guys get seriously injured doing way less yeah, way less. I, exactly. Unnecessary risks. Not too too far too fast. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, you, they're not building up to this stuff like they're doing the blood and guts blow off between elite and BCC. It's only been like three months. Yeah, it, and it feels like you're going to blood and guts where you know people should die, technically by the the standards of this match. Right, right, and. Y- but, it only took you three months to get there, man. You guys really need to learn to talk shit out. <laughs> but that's 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 modern wrestling. That's the way modern wrestling yeah, is. It's, because everything is so accelerated, and the the twenty four hour news cycle, such as it is, you have to keep the attention because everybody's attention span is. Measured in microseconds now. Mm. Well, yeah, and, they, they break down the ratings into like five minute increments right, now or something, right? And that, and therein lies the problem with that. Like everybody goes, "Well, slow it down, like Bruno San Martino," and they're going like, "Can't do that in this day and age." No, not for any length of time. Anyways, no, no. but there is, yeah, there's some serious things that need to be. Well, AEW kind of put the brakes on. Good. Put yeah. out a big, uh, big notification. Um, a handful of moves have been completely banned. Good. And a large selection of the list are now on, you know, you have to get approval. Yeah. So they'll be cutting down on ape and everything was listed. Like anything you could think of, it was in that list. I yeah. think the only thing I, I made this joke to Crystal and I got thinking about, I think the only thing they didn't mention was nut shots. Well, no. But everything else was no. mentioned. The whole idea of a wrestling match is to simulate actually fighting so the everything that is in the wrestling match is designed to hurt your opponent air quote hurt your opponent Mm -hmm. yes if you take it too far somebody's actually going to get hurt i got hurt taking getting body slammed Mm -hmm. like it was to the i either had to sacrifice my neck or my shoulder and my right shoulder is permanently fucked up because I decided I like my neck a little bit better. I think that was probably the right choice. Probably the right choice. I agree 100%. That was definitely the right choice. But that's the thing. You're going to do these things. 
And yes, you you're taking a calculated risk. Something happened on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, one of the members of the new tag team, Pretty Deadly, his name's Elton Prince. Yes. Took a, I believe it was a German suplex mm-hmm. from Ridge Holland. Oh, Ridge Holland has a I bad think, history. I think it was a German, but there, it, something with Ridge Holland. Yeah. But it was the landing that caused the injury. Yeah. Well, okay. But- Ridge Holland had nothing to do with it. It was like the the way this maneuver was. It honestly, Ridge Holland had nothing to do with the injury. It was just uh, the bad luck of how, the way Elton Prince landed. No, no, you're wrong. Ridge Holland wrong. was got got lambasted. Some that guy just didn't launch himself backwards like that. I don't. I, I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't that maneuver. But as I understand it, Holland really had nothing to do with the injury. Yeah, but don't forget, this is the guy that actually yeah, exactly. Ended that's why he Biggie got Langston. jumped on, right? Because that's why I would be very nervous about taking that German suplex from that guy. Because where where he hooks his hands correlates like almost inch for inch where you're landing in that. And he's got a history right now of injuring guys doing that move. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar does those German suplex. Suplex City. Yep. How many does he, like, he does like dozens in a row. Yes, he does. And how many people are getting injured doing, uh, taking that many. one? None. But he's also launching them up so they only land in a flat bag bump because he's just tossing them like potato right. sacks. So here's the thing. <laughs> when you look at Brock Lesnar, when he's grabbing guys, he's not grabbing them high. No, no, that yes, I do notice that, yes. So he's grabbing, the lower you grab on German suplex, the better your odds of taking a good bump are. Because... You're 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 getting your body in a in a proper position to take that bump. If somebody hooks you up around the chest to do a German suplex, mm-hmm. you're landing on your neck. Yep. You are Just, landing you on your neck. Look at a piece of paper as you fold it. Right. How much of the paper coming up around that pivot point? Exactly. Is, yeah. Exactly. Or you can have hitting that mat. Yes. Right. It yeah. makes it makes bad, perfect sense. Bad times. Bad yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So yeah, it, it happens. I just I I don't. I, too much of the really over the top on like I I will probably not watch the blood and guts match because I've got no interest. In I I'm uh, yeah I'm not really interested in the story. No, nope. nope. it's uh, not true war game. So that's... no, no, it's it's lost something there. Right, it's its own thing now. Leave right. it be. Yeah, you know, they they, um, they can't call it war games for one thing. Right, but. The, the the Jericho stunt off the cage to the crash pad, the the, the poorly disguised crash pads. Yep. It's just like, you're trying to be Mick Foley. Yep. And uh, that's, okay. Well, put Imit- it this way. Imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery there is, right? I, I have seen, I think, three Blood and Guts matches there. Okay. And I only remember one image, and most people only remember one image. And that's the bloody Eddie Kingston stumbling down the ramp with a can, a gasoline can. Oh, okay. Pretty sure that was a blood and guts match. Sure. Nope. All like I said, all of all the blood and guts matches, <laughs> it's the it's the Jericho spot to the crash pads. Uh, uh, that, see, I don't. I ba- barely but, remember that. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing that my suspension of disbelief takes too much of a beating when they do stuff like blatant the pitch like black that. match at oh. that mania or whatever night that was yeah that pitch black match and that crash that thing yeah 
I think that's why Bray Wyatt disappeared. But yeah, yeah, that he's sick of embarrassment. Well, he came up with a match. That was his. Yeah. That was his idea. L.A. Knight has fucking bounced back. Yes, he has in a big bad way. Yes, he has. Who? It doesn't matter that oh. if he's if he's borrowing from the Rock and Stone Cold, you borrow from the best. Damn right. it! Right. If you're gonna do it, do it right, and he's doing it right. It's fantastic how he's going. On. When so. when a star comes up and he can get the crowd in the palm of their hand like that, that you ride that. Oh yeah. You know, Jericho had it too. See, a lot of that is organic. Yes. That like the fans will like who they like, they'll well, shit on who they want to shit on. Obviously, because LA Knight hasn't had much of a push. Nope. No, well, he, he doesn't was expected well, he, to win money in the bank and no, he didn't. <laughs> at this point in time, he doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. But but I did see a thing and it makes a lot of sense. Um he needs to get in get in the match, uh, a series of matches with Austin Theory for the US title. Yes. And he needs to take the US title off of Austin Theory. Yes. That will elevate both of them like there's no like nobody's business. Yes. Austin Theory can dive deeper into his heel to right. to, to get that get that err, yep. you know. So but you, LA Knight would definitely bring a little bit more oomph behind that title yep. maybe not quite as much oomph as what gunther's brought to the intercontinental but it would be something apples and oranges when you're comparing those two that's true yeah absolutely very much so <laughs> you look at so where, where, where gunther is gunther and he's just a fucking wrecking machine with with la Knight and austin theory you have the rock and austin versus john cena jr yeah Yes, you do. Absolutely. So there's those when you have those two in there, you let them do their things. L.A. Knight comes out, calls himself the megastar among superstars. And he points to the crowd and the crowd does his catchphrases for him organically. Yeah. Holy cow. You cannot buy stuff. You cannot force people to do that. Let me talk to you. Yeah simple and like kevin nash and he was doing that in nwa but that that's exactly what he was doing in the nwa and i was loving eating every minute of it when he was there when he was doing the nwa that shows you the difference between nwa's reach and wwe's reach Mm -hmm. and when you have Oh, he was over as fuck in NWA. Oh, no no doubt. No doubt because a guy like You had that 200 people that they cram into that studio. They were all over that shit, too. So I saw it back then. Yeah, so you got... You have a guy who's naturally over. I didn't see him, any of his stuff, when he was in Impact. He was in some of TNA Impact. Yeah. Eli Drake. Eli Drake. Eli Drake. That's the name he was in in NWA as well. Yeah, so... (laughs) If it goes to show... Whoever whoever's signing the checks and pointing the cameras, you think Vince McMahon knows how to make a star? He, he does, but apparently Vince was not high on him. No, until he's getting over despite Vince. Right, 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 and that's how you get over in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, you the take, best ones do. You take that rocket and you strap it on your ass yourself. Mm-hmm. And you shoot yourself to the moon. Vince is going like, oh, maybe this guy's got money. Better catch up. <laughs> yep. This guy's worth money. Draw what, me money. What? They like him now? Yep. All right. So 
Yeah, you're going to you're going to, a guy like LA Knight is going to draw Vince a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if you just stay out of his way, yep. and you give him like my understanding is after shows were going off the air, they're putting LA Knight out there to cut promos. I think they've done that twice now. Right. This this is going back to the Attitude Era where Austin would go to the ring after the show was off and entertain. AEW does that. Yep. But yep. Vince did it first. Oh, yeah. And Vince did it best. Yeah. And, like, there was, I was watching a clip today. In the ring, at this point in time, Booker T, The, the Rock, um, Triple H, Undertaker... The everybody but the Undertaker is trying to get the Undertaker to do this fucking spinner Rooney. Oh shit! I have heard about that. Yeah. All of a sudden, on the ramp, out comes Christian, um, Lance Storm, and oh fuck, who's the big guy? Um, Canadian dude died. Uh, anyways, big dude Canadian died. Yeah. So there they come out and they're going like, oh no, we don't want to. Mantar. No. Died a while ago. Anyway, this week, yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, they come out. They go, oh yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We're not going to start. We didn't come out here to start anything. We just wanted to see the Taker do the Spinner Rooney up close. Oh, they all started. Yeah. <laughs> Did he do it? No, no. It was the Dead Man Undertaker. <laughs> uh, no, it was American Badass Undertaker. He's oh fuck no. He's standing there going like, I'm going to kill each and every one of you fucking guys. So. I'm fighting you Monday, <laughs> you at SmackDown, you next Monday. Yep. <laughs> I yep. got my next month plan. Yeah, so they they said they were trying to get the Undertaker to do the spinner rooney. The Undertaker is like not happening. But the Undertaker, what's your? Do you have a favorite Undertaker moment? <sighs> favorite Undertaker moment. Wow. Okay. For me, it, I have the weirdest moment that always comes to mind. I, I'm going to go with when he chucked Foley off the cage the first time. Okay, that was such a like a, a mind blowing, <laughs> like holy crap, yes, kind of was. thing. Like yes, it was. And then knowing, like after the fact, knowing the Undertaker had a broken ankle going going into that match, and him jumping down from the top of the cage to the to the mat. You're just like, oh god, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. When you, yeah, hearing the stories after the fact is always just that much worse. Yeah, his his just his willingness to fire Mick Mick Foley off the top of that cage. It was Mick's idea. Yeah. <laughs> Great, this is what you want. Here we go. Cost me. Don't tell Vince. <laughs> just nuts. Like he's had he's had a lot of iconic moments. Um when he fucking crucified Stephanie, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, um, I think it was. Uh, um, I have, I have two. I have two. Yeah, because like, I remember. I, I want to say it was his first face turn. As uh, he was still the dead man, still dead man, still like dead man, still wearing like the the hat, the the fedora, you know. And he came out. I think they were taking on Yokozuna, yeah. and he came out and he See opened his cape. And oh, he had the American flag inside his yeah, cape. And yeah. I can remember, like, he's good, a good guy. Like, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but the other one, and it's, it's, it's also a big moment for Jeff Hardy for me. 
Oh, when he Jeff did. Hardy and taking on Taker on Monday Night Raw, and Taker just pummeled the shit out of Jeff. But he also took a bunch of bumps for Jeff too. He did take a few bumps, yes. Yeah. Like and and but afterwards, like Taker's walking away, and Jeff's like barely standing. He gets a microphone. He's the like, Taker. I ain't broke yet. Taker, like really, okay. <laughs> goes back in and just. Slap someone on the on the face. You're all right. Yeah, you know. Good job. I, 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 that moment has really stuck with me for some reason. I just I like that. You nice. Know? It just feels like something you normally hear about in the back, yep. and we got to see it in the front. Yep. You know. Well, Tim said he loved the stream, so at least somebody oh. does. Yay! Hey, there it is. <laughs> um, you said yesterday that you had something you want to talk about. Yes. Yes. So. So. I have to tell you this before I can tell you that. Okay. What? I'm just going to grab something. I'll be right back. Did you pause? No? Oh, okay. So I had to go to the, the ultimate source of true information, Wikipedia. Um, do you got it? Uh-oh. Whoa! Oh, ouch. You're hiding, you're hiding something. Yep. So, All right, so... Something I'll, I'll bring it out after right. your thing. This. I have to tell you this before I can tell you the other thing. Okay. The Illuminati, plural of Latin, Illuminatus Enlightened, is a name given to several groups, both real and fictitious. Historically, the name usually refers to the Bavarian Illuminati, an Enlightenment-era secret society founded on the 1st of May, 1776 in Bavaria, today part of Germany. The society's stated goal is to oppose superstition, obscuritanism, religious influence over public life, and abuse of state power. The order of the day, they wrote in their general statuses, is to put an end to the machinations of the purveyors of injustice to control them without dominating them. The Illuminati, um, along with Freemasons and other secret societies, were outlawed, blah, 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 blah. Illuminati. Pause for one second. Okay. 1776, you say? Yes. Isn't there some importance to that year, 1776, yes. in U.S. history particularly? Yes. yes. Spirit of 76 and all that shit? Yeah. What is that? That is... Uh, Civil War? The, I think... Or a revolution? Revolution. No. The revolution against... Uh, I think it's when they declare the Declaration of Independence. Is that seven? Yes. Se- yes, it is. Yes, Hamilton, yeah. 1776. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's the American so- Revolution era. The Illuminati formed at the same time as the American Revolution. Imagine that. Hmm. I got this DM in my filtered DMs on TikTok not too long ago. Okay. Last Wednesday, as a matter of fact. Okay. Greetings. I contacted you as as your current situation has come to the attention of the great brotherhood of the Illuminati. I know you may not be rich. You may not be famous and unprotected. But you can get everything from the Great Brotherhood of the Illuminati. Join the Illuminati now and change your life. Uh, Star David, 666, Star David emoji. What is the Illuminati Brotherhood? The Illuminati Brotherhood is a secret society striving to promote spiritual and moral values. It was founded on the principles of love, justice, peace, unity, freedom, and relief. And the achievement of all goals. Message Message seat for more information if interested. And then I was given a WhatsApp uh, phone number. I have been asked 
to join the Illuminati. I am now. Are you joining? I'm no. I'm, no. I'm. I'm not going. To, Nobody got time for that. No, ain't got time to join the Illuminati. But I am on the Illuminati's radar. Yes, you are. Obviously, if they're sending me now, DMs on TikTok. Um, are you concerned about turning down their offer? How they may take that? Is this like a? They'll take. I don't they, think they don't a, take no for an answer. I don't think it's a do or die situation. Okay, so the Illuminati, Illuminati, the Illuminati operate like the mafia. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, that kind of goes against the stereotype a little bit. This kind of does, but I would I would have to respectfully uh, reject the offer just because. Just because I just don't think I'm Illuminati material. All right. As 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 much as I would like to be one of the movers and shakers that shapes the world's uh, direction, I just don't think I have. The the it'd make for good content for the show. It definitely would make for good content for the show. We could be maybe get exclusive rights. Well, maybe I'll look into it. But I just <laughs> <laughs> I love how you I don't think I can do it. Well, maybe I'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I just don't think I'm Illuminati material. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I I think you're wrong. But but because I think you you'd bring you'd bring a true everyman perspective that may be sorely needed. Oh, there is that. Remember what you're really doing this for, you know? Content. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. So. What do you got? Oh, look at that. I made promo cards. Three Nose Podcast. Three Nose Podcast. Right there. There's that. And then on the other side is... Back contact info and where to find us cool yes um yard sale found out some of those you know the pre-cut business card packs that you find at like staples and whatnot but i got them at a yard sale on a really good deal and on the package it says go to the website here and put in this template number and here's your you know use our easy design thing Yeah, yeah yeah totally free can't beat the price. So I made that myself using their design program. And nice. yeah. Uh, I, well, I, so now we have promo cards from when we're out in the public. Start glad handing. Exactly. There you go, Mink Ken. Like everybody else does to us. Right. Right. You know, it's time to start taking this podcast shit seriously. It's only been. <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm working on my Madhouse, Madhouse ones right now. Oh, so, cool. Cool. Yeah. Who? The movie Madhouse. I never heard you, of them. <laughs> you only started it. That's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be too concerned that O'Halloran hasn't gotten back to us, but I'm going to tag out again. Just, just throw another quick out and say, "Hey, Brian, just, just you know, reaching out." Uh, he, uh, you know, hey, I've got no pressure. You know, he said he he probably doesn't have have a has a lot of things on his mind. Exactly. There's a he is um, he's he's in a uh, short. That's uh, like an indie flick. Yes, up. they've been. Delco. He's been. He's been pushing that. Yeah, he's been. So he might be lately. concentrating on that. Sure. So. Oh yeah. Oh no rush at all. Like, like come on now. He's if he if he's gonna be willing to give us his time. Right. You know, I'll wait. It's no problem. Yep. But I just want to make sure. Just keep throwing the line out there. Yep. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. So, yeah, I'll reach out to him again this week probably. Nice. And, 
See what Tuesday, happens. Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. One of those days. Yep. Probably Wednesday. Just yep. Hit the middle. Boom. Yep. There is a, um, uh, what I watched today, uh, Kevin Smith Club. He posted a video on his meditations mm-hmm. where the, he toured his empty house. Oh, yeah, because they, they didn't get any place. They're out they now. They have a new place. Um, I think he said the move is this week. So so he was touring the empty Wayne Manor? The empty uh, La Presa is what it was called. Okay. And it's so weird because we've seen, like, he's been in that house for 20 years. Yeah. And he's always posted videos and stuff like that of... They like shot the that house. that uh, sudden lockdown thing. Right. They shot it in their house. Right. We saw more of it that from that. Absolutely, for him to walk through this empty mansion, so like he's getting emotional because he spent twenty years of his life. This mm-hmm. is where a lot of a lot of his career was spent. Yeah, building like building. The movies got, and the podcasts and everything else, and that's where that's where all his podcasts, all yeah. the stories he's shared, yeah, it's there's record of it. When he there is record of all everything that happened in that yep. house because he told us all of it. Yep, we know about the time he beat the shit out of an uh, out of an eagle. Yep, <laughs> or a hawk or uh, whatever it was. Owl, owl, owl. Uh, he backfisted it, it because it went after Shecky. Yep, but today in the it, video, his she, Batman moment, he yep. called it. He he he's, it starts his med- his meditation show like it always does, and then he stands up and he kind of pans the room. It's his chair and the the small little things in the bookshelf that he has for like the background scenery. Yep, and that's it. Wow, it's empty. And considering how that room probably was two months ago, yeah, not even a, two he, months. He's ago. a hoarder, so yeah. he's been getting better. But yeah, like you said. <laughs> You looked at the, the the bookshelves were full full of his pops. Yep. And like uh, when I say his pops is I mean the Jay and Silent Bob yep. pops. Yep. Um but no wonder we can't find him anywhere. I know he's hoarding. <laughs> but you was uh going through this place is just like wow and he's like this is this was the San Lee Memorial Wall. Mr. Tusk was right here. And See, I, I don't have those roots. We've never lived in a place for more than, like, like this is the longest house we've lived in yeah. it, over 10 years now. So well, this dude, place will mean something yeah. when, when we do leave. I grew up in the house that I'm in uh, right now. Yeah. And then I ended up buying it from my parents. You got roots. I got roots. So I've spent shit. I would say the better part of. 40 years mm-hmm. in and around that house. Yeah. No. So, yeah, like, roots. I used to live a, a, literally around the corner on, on Dunn Ave. So, I've always lived that neighborhood. In that neighborhood. Um, when I was born, my parents lived on Park, no, Park Street. And. They moved from Park Street to Dunn, the duplex on Dunn. Still there. Still there. Um, and then my dad bought the house around the corner that I am currently living in right now. When did you buy that house? That I bought that I bought that house for my parents. Whew, 
24 years ago. How long have you been with Mags? Like, were you with Mags when you bought the house? I was with Mags. Um, we had Taryn. We just had Carter. So, shit, no. That's Carter just turned 26. You're, you're talking like 26, 27 We're years? Almost like... 30 years. Wow. That I've had that house. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in that house. I, from there, what was it? When I was 19 going on 20, I moved out to Edmonton for a year, came back. Two years after that, I met Mags. And it was like when I met Mags, that's when I started working at the factory. So I was 22-ish when that went down. Wow. (laughs) I'm fucking old. Yeah, we are. Game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.